Hello and welcome to the Baggies broadcast. We're here with episode 23 and a half, maybe, Matt Wilson? <laughs> Potentially, yeah. yeah. Um, our recording on Monday, which I wasn't here for, unfortunately, was rudely interrupted um, by some pretty big breaking news, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, so we got about 10 minutes into the recording and you know, I got a buzz in my pocket um, and uh, sure enough, a few minutes later, Pardew had uh, indeed been... Uh, not sacked, but he had left the club by mutual consent. So uh, I know a few people have said, oh, you should have kept recording the podcast and got your reactions uh, caught on the, on the mics. But uh, I had to go and uh, upload a few stories to the website. So unfortunately, we haven't got that recorded. Yeah, unfortunately, we can't just uh, carry on recording. We need to uh, actually publish a story on it because that wouldn't have gone down well with many people on the sports desk would yeah. you just hung, if people had just hung around in here and recorded the podcast. But no, it is obviously the big news um, of the week and it's a story which I must admit I was surprised to see on Monday. I thought Pardew was going to be hanging around until the end of the season. I thought that was the general consensus was that Albion were going to do make a move in the summer but wasn't the case, was it? No, and I think you know a few weeks ago we got the impression that that was gonna that was what was gonna happen. Mm. But then I don't think anyone expected Albion to keep losing games um, in the manner that they have, and you know after nine defeats in a row, and considering the uh, half-empty Hawthorns for the Burnley game, and considering the first half performance, mm. I think that is what has changed the situation somewhat. Now there's been some suggestion that it was actually Pardew who went in on. Well, he didn't even go in, but he he just he, you know, he's the one who initiated the uh, the change. Um, you know, we don't know the complete ins and outs of the uh, negotiations, but it's un- it's believed that he received about five hundred thousand pounds of compensation, yeah. and whether he he thought that actually he would accept what was on the table um, because it was it was clear on Saturday that um, he's unable to motivate his his team. Um, he's unable to get a tune out of them. So um, whether it was um, the board or Pardew or maybe a bit of both of them saying, look, this this needs to come to an end. Yeah. Um, you know, I suppose only that only those those two characters will know. Um, but for me, it couldn't have come sooner. Really, I mean, it, it's it's a bit too little, too late. Mm. Um, and whilst. I am glad that um, this sorry four-month reign has come to an end. Um, it's just a shame it didn't happen, you know, four or five weeks ago when actually there was still a chance of staying up. Yeah. Um, and now there really is no chance. Do you think that was a salvageable situation four weeks ago? I think there was very little hope of Albion staying up four weeks ago. But there was still hope. Yeah. And now there isn't. There, I think they need to win all six of their remaining six games if they're going to do it, which isn't going to happen. Some um, tough opposition. Even if they were, even if they were on form, it wasn't. It wouldn't happen. But the, considering how they're playing, there's no chance. Mm. Um, but a few weeks ago, there, you know, especially after Barcelona, you could make a case for okay, we're still a bit behind, we're still a bit adrift. But if you got in a crazy firefighter is just somebody to g the team up or just a motivator or or, yeah. or anybody um who wasn't Pardew who had lost the respect of the senior players he had lost the dressing room and he'd lost the fans by that point um there 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 might have been some hope of a miraculous 
um, escape. Mm. Um, in my opinion, the, the decision to, to stick with Pardew was an acceptance of, of relegation, and um, now that's what's going to happen. You mentioned that you know there's uh, figures being banded about five hundred thousand pound. Does this help Albion financially compared to if they were just going to straight up sack him? Because obviously there's a bit of a a financial implication earlier on when we were saying they're not going to sack him because it could cost Albion more. Is is that the right understanding for fans who might not know about it? Well, what we were told on Monday is that actually there, there wasn't much. Um, it wasn't much to do with the financial with the finances. Mm. No, I'm not entirely sure about that because. It was clear to everyone, really, that Pardew had to go. Um, so I suppose the other explanation is that there were there nobody would come and do the job, or there yeah. was, or there were very few candidates out there. Um, they approached Marco Silva, who who declined. Um, that's the approach that we know about. We don't know of any others, but I'm sure there were some phone calls being made. Um, and if nobody was coming. I suppose the alternative is what they've done, which is to give it to Darren Moore temp- temporarily. Now, a few weeks ago, you could argue that that was unfair. I spoke to a few people who who, who said, you know, that that might be a bit unfair to to give him mm. this job when there is still hope of staying up. You know, you, you've got to remember um, his senior coaching career is very, very is in its infancy. He, he was, was only promoted earlier on this season. He was only he? promoted in November when Pardew came, and before that, he was looking after the loan deals of the academy players. Now, mm. you know, Darren Moore is a giant of a man in, in many respects, but he he is inexperienced when it comes to this, and to hand him this toxic group of players in this toxic atmosphere would have been perhaps unfair a few weeks ago. Now, with six games to go until the end of the season, and with all hope gone, and with Fans not angry anymore, just apathetic, um, you know, and actually willing to get behind um, Big Dave regardless of results uh, is the impression I get. Um, perhaps now that this is the situation, you know, it's a bit more acceptable to ha- give it to him. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got to remember, he's, he's the last man standing. I mean... It's just him and goalkeeping coach Neil Cutler, and Cutler's only been there for a couple of months. You know, this this season really has complete. They've completely um, washed out all of the coaches. So, would it have been fair a few weeks ago? I'm not sure. You know, in hindsight, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and we can say actually we should have given it to more a few weeks ago. Yeah. But I remember thinking at that time that that wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. I think you know. With the benefit of hindsight, Pardew should have gone four or five weeks ago and somebody should have been brought in. A a, a chance should have been made. But at the time I wrote that, you know, although managers are egotistical and there would be someone out there who who would think that they could do it, they're also like players and they demand the, you know, the, the best contracts. Yeah. And they would know they would have known that Albion were desperate, and they would have asked for another two and a half year contract or something like that. So, it is difficult. Um, Albion were in between a rock and a hard place, and you have to say that on the balance of things, they made the wrong decision again mm-hmm. uh, by keeping Pardew. Um, that being said, he's gone now. Um, it's time to move on, um, and hopefully there'll be a bit of a positive end to what has been an absolute poisonous season. Well, you'd think it's got to end on some sort of positive because, I mean, the run he was on was dreadful. Is he the worst Albion manager 
in the club's history? That's a lot of the questions we've posed to some Albion fans and they've not pulled any punches have they? Is he the worst boss? I think there's certainly a case to be had that he is. Um, you know, you look back and you think about poor Albion managers in the past, Nobby mm-hmm. Styles, Ron Saunders, Bobby Gould, you know, his win Pardew's win percentage is worse than all of those. Yeah. Um so on the sheer results, yes he is. Now he inherited a mess, but he also inherited a squad which a lot of people thought was quite strong and was actually um, just being misused and mismanaged by Tony Pulis, if you remember. Yeah. You know, back in November, you know, we all thought this is a, a squad which should be playing better. Um, now, Pardew's results speak for themselves, but I think more damning is what's happened off the pitch yeah. and how quickly he has lost the respect of the players and the fans. Um, his his reign has been punctuated by a series of controversies, you know. Barcelona was the high-profile one. Yeah. And we've been through that, and we, we know what happened there. And yes, the players have to stand up and take some blame for what happened, purely because it was their actions. But Pardew created that environment. Mm. He was the one who, um, you know, on the first night, lost his wallet and his phone on a night out. Um, he was the one who... You know, they claim there was a curfew. That's been disputed by other by other sources. Um, he was the one who organised the trip in the first place. Yeah, it should have been canned when they beat Liverpool in the FA Cup, but it wasn't. Now, even if his intentions were ro- were correct, um, or if, even if his intentions were clear, it was it was bad um, decision making. And unfortunately, Pardew has got a reputation for being. Um, for enjoying, you know, nights out. Um, yeah, it's, a lot of the time he's seen as one of the lads, isn't he? He is, and um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to absolve the players of blame here because I think they've they've underperformed for two completely different managers this season, and they need to take some of the blame. But Pardew, I believe, was so obsessed with being everything Tony Pulis was not that he created a situation where the where players took advantage of it they ran amok Hmm. and actually what happened in the end was that they lost their respect for him because he he was not a leader with any authority Mm -hmm. Um, on top of that you've got the way he treated the younger players like Sam Field which I I think personally has been borderline disgraceful after reading your comment piece by the way some eye-opening things in there mate absolutely stunning some of the stuff which went on yeah I mean it's difficult. That that's been picked up by a lot of people. Um, you know, as I wrote it, is 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 how I understand it. Yeah. He he picked Field for the Manchester City game, and in the build up to that game or in the warm up, he asked him if he was himself mm. a couple of times. Now, whether that was just a joke um, or whether it was a motivational tool, I'm not so sure. Um, you know, on the face of it, it could be quite harmless. But actually, when you look at it, you think, hang on, this is a player who is um, a young fan's favourite who was in the team when he arrived and then for some reason was out the team. He dropped him from the team. And then when you couple it with all the things he said about, I prefer experience to youth, um, and when you couple it with a couple of other things he said, such as, oh no, I picked Sam Field, which was what everybody wanted me to do. Um, 
actually you, th you start to get the impression that it wasn't a motivational tool. It wasn't an ill-advised motivational tool, shall we say. Mm. It was actually just designed um, to, for Sam to have a bad game in front of the best team in the land. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe he was a sacrificial lamb for that game. And I believe that that Pardew didn't really try to win it. Um, he threw field, you know, to the to the wolves, as it were. Um, and then, in, so that he could just play Krakowiak and Barry and those other players that he did trust. I think the ironic thing is that all those players that he put that he put his trust in, repaid him yeah. by stealing a taxi in Barcelona allegedly, yeah. and then coming out and questioning him um, both privately and publicly. Um, I, you know, you, you hear you've I've heard stories, a number of stories in the past week since he was uh, since he left the club which beggar belief um, you know from not only Albion fans but uh, other people from other clubs you know mm. spoke to uh, somebody who was under him um, at Reading when he was when he was Reading as uh, reserve manager and yeah. he was a 17 year old and he said he was he was a bully then and he made him made him cry on several occasions and you know he was a very um affable and uh, approachable man in the press room and you and you know I've said this before he he was I, I not I enjoyed um, interviewing him but he came across well and mm. he was easy to get on with but it seems to be that 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 sort of public persona masked something else um, and you know it's, it's it's difficult to know how many of these stories are embellished or how many of them are true but I think when there's so much evidence stacking up against him uh, you know it, it's, it seems to me that actually he, he wasn't um, he was not only a poor manager he was also you know not not a lot of times not a very nice man um, mm. and I think his, his tactical ineptitude as well was came to came to light in the last few weeks too um, you know, Chris Brunt had to tell him they were overrunning midfield. You know, he he played a three-man strike force in his first game just to make a statement, mm. not because it was the right thing to do against Crystal Palace. He continued with two men up front just because he wanted to be everything Tony Pulis was not. And then when Brunt informed him, actually, you need to play five across the midfield against teams like this, he bowed to that senior player. Um, I don't think he really knew what he was doing, um, mm. and I think, especially towards the end of uh, of his tenure, and you know, he was he's supposed to be this great motiv motivator, but he didn't appear to motivate this team. And okay, the team deserves some some criticism for that, but there are also certain senior members of that squad, um, the likes of Brunt and maybe others. Who haven't disgraced themselves this season? Who I believe probably saw through the uh, the BS. Yeah, what do you think was the lowest ebb during this this Alan Pardew era? Do you think it was the Barcelona situation? Do you think it was the treatment of younger players, or do you think it was purely the results? The lowest ebb. I think um, Barcelona was a bad call. Now, giving him the benefit of the doubt, 
he was trying to be positive. You know, he'd come and been told that this squad had been almost, you know, beaten to within an inch of their lives by Pulis. You yeah. know, they they were sick of the discipline, and you know, he was trying to to do the other thing, and that 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 was why he was brought in because he was the opposite of Pulis. Um, so you you could, if you were being kind, have some sympathy with him for that. Mm. Which means, for me, I think the results, you know, managers live and die by results. And even Pardew himself, towards the end, was admitting that it, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Barcelona and the treatment of field are dreadful, but you just can't afford to lose that many games. I mean, you can't afford to lose nine games in a row. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, yes, there are systemic problems within that squad of confidence but it's his job to build that confidence up. Mm. He did he did get Solomon Rondon playing. I think the one positive from from his time was the fact that Rondon improved. I think he's got some of that five goals in his last 12, yeah. which is a much better return than he had previously. And he and Rondon looks a better player. Um and Pardew, you know, spoke very highly of Rondon and I think that that helped and I I think, you know, he does deserve some credit for doing that. But no, I mean, I wrote on Tuesday that he is one of the worst, if not the worst, managers Albin have had. And I think I probably stand by that. So what happens now for Albin? I mean, we're not expecting a quick appointment, are we? It's going to be one for the summer, you'd imagine? Yeah, that's the impression we get, that Darren Moore's going to be in charge for the rest of the season, the last six games, going to try and restore some pride. Um, you know, he's already come out and asked for the, for the West Brom family to unite. And I really hope they do because Darren Moore, more than, more than almost anybody else, deserves um, to be treated with respect and um, and uh, and kindness because he is a respectful and kind man himself. Mm. And it's a shame that if if this season tanks his reputation, I really hope it doesn't because I would wonder how much influence his first team coach he had on proceedings, especially a first team coach who. Uh, for all intents and purposes, is is very, you know, very very early in his coaching capacity. Yeah. John Carver and Alan Pardew were much more experienced and probably, had, and they had much more of a say over you know all matters. Yeah. Uh, Darren was there to learn. You know, in hindsight, he probably learned, he probably could have learned off someone better. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, and now looking back on it, you you wonder if if Pardew's decision to to promote him to first team coach was was not a publicity stunt, but was designed to sort of uh, ingratiate himself to people at the club and mm. people uh, and the fans, which is actually not a bad thing. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that that's uh, you know a bad thing, but I just wonder if that was part of his thinking behind it as well. Um, so yeah, hopefully he can restore some dignity and some pride. But if he doesn't, um, and Albion continue this disastrous losing streak, I hope it doesn't taint his reputation because... Um, he deserves to uh, strike out his own career, his own coaching career, um, either at the Hawthorns or away from the Hawthorns. And this, you know, sorry season um, shouldn't shouldn't bear too much on his on his record, in, in my personal opinion. Yeah. So who's in the frame? I mean, we look at some of the 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 betting at the moment. Mick McCarthy's one of the the leading names, which um, a lot of a lot of uh, Albion fans will know well more than enough about him. Um, but the likes of Chris Wilder, Michael Appleton, Derek McInnes, Nigel Pearson. Graham Potter, Dean Smith. Who would you like to see brought in? Personally, 
out of those names, I'm veering towards Dean Smith. Mm. Um, done a fantastic job at Brentford. Purely because he's done a great job at Brentford. He He's worked in the Championship. So he's got experience of that league. He is an up-and-coming manager. He's yeah. on an upward trajectory. And everything I've heard about him is positive. I've yeah. not heard a bad word about him. He's also a local lad, you know, lives, well, he doesn't live in Streetly anymore. He's, he's recently moved down to Brentford, but he used to live in Streetly. He's still got family up here, mm-hmm. um, still plays golf up here. And I just think he is he is the sort of man who, um, and sort of manager who, if you give him time and if you give him a responsibility, he will use it wisely. Um, that being said, you know, I wouldn't be adverse to Derek McInnes or Michael Appleton. Or even Chris Wilder, who is has to be said is one of the most successful managers in England in the past uh, two or three years, yeah. considering what he's done. Um, all I hope is that Albion do, and I don't think they will do this, is that they don't rush into an appointment and they don't make any appointment based on sentimentality. Mm. That being said, I do think there is something to be had for getting somebody who knows the club in. Now, whether that's Smith or whether that's McInnes or Appleton, somebody with an affinity... It wouldn't. It's not going to give you much grace. Anybody who comes in is going to have to win games. You know, you might get maybe five or six games of grace due to your previous ties with the club. But what it will do is it will restore some of that that family feeling that that Darren's been talking about, and it mm. will restore some of that that unity that that we've lost recently. You know, um, Pulis um, was the right man at the time, but he his his tenure divided the club. Um, more than any other manager really I can remember Pardew then felt like a bit like a um, uh, not a mercenary that's the wrong word but he felt like you know the a mate of the board you know Nicky Hammond's yeah. friend from Reading who had, was parachuted in Appleton McInnes Pearson they're Albion men um, they've got a great affinity with the club Craig Shakespeare as well yeah now, that doesn't mean they're going to be successful and it doesn't mean that they're the right men for the job. But it might mean that they understand the club mm-hmm. um, and there is something to be said for that. Now, whoever it is um, deserves a bit of time because next season is going to be difficult. Um, the summer is going to be very difficult. We've got to negotiate a very tricky period where you've got to offload some uh, some players who are on... A lot of money now they're gonna all take a hit 50% pay cut but they'll still be on a lot of money some of them um, and some of them will not want to be there mm. um, so you're gonna have to offload that and then you have to get in some some good characters it's gonna be a lot of trading done a lot of recruitment um, and you need a manager strong enough to to you know to, to do that strong enough to make the decisions like okay do we need to offload this player um, do we need to sell him or, or, or is he one that can be that can be moulded to the championship that was willing to fight in the championship I've got my own personal opinions but obviously the new man will have that will have his own um, like I said I'm veering towards Dean Smith a lot of fans and a lot of former players like the idea of Nigel Pearson I can understand that because he has got Leicester out of the championship yeah. and he, is, he has got that pedigree you know Dean Smith has never been promoted and that's one thing that would worry you um, whereas Pearson has, however, I think he's he hasn't uh, managed in England since uh, 2016, which isn't a long time. But I think he, the end of his time at Leicester, 
it unraveled pretty strangely mm. there, and I just wonder if he's if he's the right man for the job. Similarly, at Derby, actually, it's worth pointing out. Yes, although there, I think there were extenuating circumstances there yeah. with, with what was going on with the, uh, the the board and the chairman. But Chris Wilder would be a good appointment. Michael Appleton, I think, would be an appointment that p- people would get behind, as so too McInnes. Um, all of these, I think, all of these people need to be interviewed. Yeah, um, and I think even more people that we names that haven't turned up. You know, if Fulham don't go up, Dukanovic, take a look at him. Um, I, I, you know, managers maybe from you know League One, like Sir Paul Hurst was mentioned Paul on Her- Twitter. Paul Hurst, I mean, that would be a massive step up for him. But you never know. You've got to take a chance on some of these managers because. You know, in this very in the same way that there are gems of players playing in the lower leagues, there are managers who are, who are capable of, who are strong characters who are capable of dealing um, with this situation down there. Um, Albin have been stung recently by going for what they believed was proven Premier League experience in the form of Pardew. So actually, so maybe something a bit more innovative and a bit more imaginative needs to be uh, thought of this time. Yeah, and what do you make of Mick McCarthy's comments? I mean, I know he's obviously got this long-standing affinity with Wolves, but what do you make of him? Do you reckon he's just uh, you know living up to the hype as always, or do you reckon? Well, that was a throwaway comment at the end of a press conference. And listen, Mick McCarthy is is brilliant in the press room and is a funny bloke. And um, for those of you that didn't didn't hear it, um, he was asked about his links with the Albion job, and he said, "The Albion? Well, that would piss a few people off, wouldn't yeah. it?" But then again, I like pissing people off. Now, I personally can't see it happening. I don't think it would be um, a, an appointment that would be welcomed by the by by all of the fan base. I'm sure there are some fans out there that wouldn't mind it. Um, but I don't think it would be an appointment welcomed by all the fan base. I don't think it would be wise. I think, although maybe perhaps unfairly he has this reputation, but he, he has, does have the reputation of being... Of playing a similar brand of football to Tony Pulis, mm. um, you know, whereas someone like Dean Smith has got a reputation for playing quite a nice brand of football. And actually, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend a couple of years in the Championship and you're gonna consolidate, you may as well tr- enjoy yourself whilst you're, whilst you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm not saying Albion get promoted in two years. We could be looking at a long, long time out out of the uh, top tier here. So, actually. Some plan for the, for for the long term would be my would be my own um, preference, and I don't know if Mick is that long term appointment. He yeah. strikes him as a short term appointment, one who can um, set a team up um, solidly and get them winning points when perhaps they 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 don't need to. Now you could argue that actually Albion's position is so disastrous that they need someone like that. Mm. It depends on which way the board decide to go, um, but I think perhaps um, first and foremost they should be. I don't want to say a bit more adventurous because it's a bit unfair on him because he's done he's done well in the championship, but maybe just yeah a bit more. Go for someone a bit more um, yeah adventurous. Sorry, Mick, <laughs> I didn't mean to say all that. No, fair enough. Uh, and it's also worth pointing out that if Ipswich are letting him go at the end of the season, there's probably a reason for that, considering the position they're in. Well, that's because they've lost. He's lost uh, the love of the fans. Yeah, and I think you know he has a shelf life at clubs. Um, most managers do. It has to be said. Mm. But 
listen, uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting one if it happened, but I personally can't see it happening. All right, so uh, it's easy to forget there was a game on the weekend. You know, there was uh, a game, yeah. yeah. But uh, Burnley obviously beating Albion two one. Um, another defeat. Uh, obviously, the last one, the um, the full stop almost on Alan Pardew's uh, Albion career. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a great showing. It was especially in that first half. It was. It was a slog, wasn't it? In the first half. First half was dreadful, and and it's it's it was unacceptable uh, by the players and by Pardew. And I don't think there's any other way around it. Um, there were only a few players who were bothered. Livermore looked bothered. Um, Rondon, Rondon, looked, Rondon, was, Rondon yeah. looked bothered. Um, but even Johnny Evans, the captain, he didn't look. But Evans hasn't looked bothered for weeks. It's just, it's not great from, it's not great when you're there as the fans are. I mean, I know less and less have been turning up recently, but there was still a pocket who, you know, at the start of the game were, were up for it, but then it's, they quickly lose their, uh, their, their, their boost almost, don't they? Because the fans are sat there and they're seeing all these players who don't really seem to be trying. There's a few there who aren't trying. Yeah. Johnny Evans, Kieran Gibbs. Um... You could argue a couple more. It might be a bit unfair to go that far for others. Some of them are just limited and mm. short on confidence. I would say on Saturday, Livermore put it in. Fair play to him. I would say Jakob put it in. Brunt puts it in most most times. Um, and, you know, players like Dawson. Dawson puts it in. Yeah. Higazi puts it in. He's just limited in certain ways. Rodriguez, I think, puts it in as well, and Rondon. Um, now, fans will have their own opinions on all these players, yeah. and uh, that's that's completely understandable, and they're, and they're certainly entitled to them. Um, but there are a few who, who look, look like they've checked out, and mm. I, unfortunately, it's that those ones that um, look like they're probably going to leave in the summer. Do you reckon that'll change under more? Do you reckon they'll try and almost galvanise together and you know work for more? Well, his his uh, team selection is going to be intriguing, isn't it? I wonder if he's going to change it much. Um, I think a lot of fans would love to see Sam Field and Oliver Burke played because mm. why not give them experience ahead of next season? You know, you six ninety minutes yeah. in the Premier League could do Field and uh, Burke the world of good against some great opposition as well. Yeah, and okay, they might. Um, get torn apart but the current team is getting torn apart so actually you can you could tell you can take them to one side afterwards and say don't worry about that we're planning for you for next year Yeah. don't you worry about that you know it, say they say they have a bad day against Man United or Liverpool that's alright yeah. that's top 6 Premier League we're going to be in Championship next year and we are and we are planning for next year so you you use this as, a, as experience and that's what should be happening I think it should be the players who are going to be there next year um, and I hope I, I, I hope Moore does do that. I hope he does make a couple of changes. Um, he can't make too many because there's, there's not that many options at his disposal, to be honest. Mm, yeah. And you know, I know people have said, "Oh, play all the kids, play all the kids." Well, it, it, I agree to a certain extent. You've got to play the likes of Sam Field on the bit. But once you if you start throwing in youngsters like Ray and Tullock, actually, mm. it's not good for their development, and it, and it just you know almost scars them. Doesn't it, it would scar them. Yeah. So I, I you know. I think throwing in 16-year-olds would be a bad idea, but I think those that are, are ready, like Field and Burp, should get a game. Um, and then, you know, moving on, maybe have a look at Ali Gabir. I mean, that loan deal is is 
baffled me because he hasn't played and I, I don't understand why I did it. Um, Joe Edwards came up with an interesting point in that podcast saying he was almost um, brought in just to try and keep Agassi happy, it seems like. You know, just bringing in an international teammate, making make maybe... You know, make him feel a little more like he's at home, or you know, do so to try and avoid him leaving the club. That's what he's saying. It could it could be down to something like that at the time. I think Higazi's happy enough, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Higazi's. You got to remember, Higazi's just moved from the Egyptian league to the Premier League. I yeah. think he's happy enough. Um, I also, you know, I, I know he's been linked with Liverpool in the past, but I I I would be surprised if that materialised. Listen, mm. Higazi, great bloke, puts it in. He still has a few errors in his game, and he still has a few positionally. He's not always there. Um, I think I would be. I think he'd be at the club next year. I'd be surprised if he was if he was uh, snapped up in the summer by a Premier League club. But he might be. You never know. Yeah. Um, one player who could be hanging around next year now to go with Barry, obviously triggering that contract contract extension, the optional contract extension, I should say. Um, do you think he should stay? And do you reckon fans want him to stay? No and no. And I don't think he will. I think um, Barry's triggered this extension based on appearances. It's in his it's in his favour, so he can agree to it. Yeah. Uh, he can rubber stamp it. I think he's 37. He is aware of the poisonous um, reputation he has among the fans. He didn't help himself the other night when he went out in snobs. I've no idea what he's thinking. Going going to snobs as a thirty-seven-year-old, let alone <laughs> doing it in the night before a game. I know he's injured. I know there's no curfew, but it's just a bit stupid after Barcelona, isn't it? I mean, mm. well, it's more than a bit stupid. It's really stupid. Um, so I don't think he. I don't think he'll be in next season. I think even if you know, even if he. He decided to take it up, and even if there's a new manager in place, and who said to him, "Look, Gareth, I still think you've got something to offer." Mm. It w- he would have to he would have to come back and he'd have to play immensely next season to uh, to win the fans back around. Um, listen, strange things have happened, but I can't see it myself, and I, d- I don't think we'll see him. Um, I'd be surprised if we saw him in an Albion shirt again. Mm, I'd be very surprised to see him drop down to the Championship. I mean, I know he's probably a very committed player in terms of wanting to play as much as he can. There's a lot of games in Championship, a lot of Saturday, Tuesdays, that kind of thing. Has he got the legs for it? I don't think so. At times this season, he's looked very fit. But at other times, he's looked incredibly off the pace. Mm. And um, I think the season's caught up with him a little bit in certain respects. Um, it hasn't helped that Pardew played him in a two-man midfield, which is a bit unfair yeah. because he, you know, he's thirty-seven um, against five-man midfields, which is ridiculous when you when you when you think about it. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like I said, I'd be surprised if we saw him in an Albion shirt again, which is a shame because you know this 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 bastion of responsibility has almost tarnished his reputation really with his time at Albion. But um, that's that's what happens, and uh, I think is you know. What happened in Spain was was bad, but mm. his decision to go to that nightclub, and even though he didn't look the worst for wear, and even though you know you've got to remember these players are allowed to have lives, 
it just suggests he doesn't care. Yeah, I mean, you could do it any. I mean, well, I say that you could do it any other day of the week. You could turn up, and you could go out. I mean, but the night before a game, keep, even if you're injured, it just doesn't. Especially in the position I've been in, it doesn't look good, does it? Just keep your head down for a few weeks until the season's over. Yeah. Then do what you want. So, um, is this going to be the same case for the likes of Kokovac now? Because he's on loan. He's, he, I know he's costing a lot of money, but is there any point in playing someone like him now? Even though, like you know, Moore probably doesn't have that. Like you know, the um, the burnt bridge, so to speak, which Pardew may have had with him. No, more what more won't, and maybe he'll play him because he thinks actually in the last few games Kovac was somebody who was putting the effort in. Yeah, I thought he was what he was at least he was trying. Um, so yeah, maybe he will play him because he he he's he's, he's giving it hundred um, percent. But that does you know go against what I said earlier about picking players for next season because Kovac's in hundred k a week. He's not coming to Albion next season. Mm. We will we will not be able to uh, well. Unless he wants to take a massive pay cut. And I think this season's been so bad. I don't know why he would want to come here. I think he'll probably look to try and get another Premier League um, club. Whether he will or not, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Rokoviak uh, features. I can see cases on both counts for that one. Mm. Is a, a Poland in the World Cup? Do you know? They are, aren't they? Yeah. Well, if that's the case, surely there's a point to be made where you could get him in and he would guarantee, you'd guarantee that he'd be working his socks off to make sure he's in the squad. Yeah, but he also might not want to get injured. Yeah, that's a good point. So, <laughs> uh, a bit of a so again, there's though. cases for both sides. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Albion faced Swansea at home this weekend. Um, is this a chance for Darren Moore to unite the fans in the club? Or is that kind of relationship broken for this season? I don't think it's broken. I think fans will always love their club regardless. Regardless of who's in charge and who plays for them. They'll always love their club. They'll always love seeing their club score goals. They'll always love seeing their club win games. Mm. So I think it's a chance to restore some pride and some dignity. I think the players need to stand up a lot this, this weekend and show that they, they want to fight for the shirt and they're willing to put it in for the fans. Um, it's, the West, it's the Albion Foundation Community Day at the ground where you know, we, you know it's worth remembering that in the midst of all this controversy and chaos, there are still lots of good people associated with the club. Yeah. And um, you know, hundreds of volunteers that do a lot of work in the local community and they deserve to be recognised as such. And, you know, Darren Moore is, is a character who we can all hang our hat on and um, you know, rally round and hopefully that will happen. Um, listen, they could well lose the game. <laughs> yeah. Because Swansea are playing well at the moment, they're not out of it, and Albion are just perennial losers at the moment. But, that being said, if they can get something from the game, just a draw or a win, um, it might go some way to just, I don't know, remove the apathy Mm. that has uh, infected the club in recent weeks. And who knows, there might might be a couple of nice moments before the end of the season. Yeah. Do you expect to see a change of tact or style from Moore or is he going to implement a similar... Well, you can't go ahead, go ahead and do exactly what Pardew was doing because it's not going to work well, but is is there going to be many changes, do you reckon? Or I would, oh, Sorry, I would hope he would put more pace on the pitch than we saw at Burnley. Mm. You know, it was a very pedestrian first half and then you look at the bench and you've got Burke, Phillips and McLean on the bench. And to be fair to Phillips, when he came on, he actually looked... At, he looked better than he has done. That's because he scored in midweek for Scotland. I mean, I mean, Pardew himself said on Friday, oh yeah, Phillips has trained really well. And he left him out of the team. Now, Phillips has been dreadful this season yeah. for Albion. 
make let's make their bones about it. And he's actually been one of those players who has shied away from the fight as well. But if he scored in midweek for Scotland and he'd been training like a demon, start him. Yeah. Especially when you've got um, you know no pace in the team or very little pace in the team. Strange. But there we go. We're talking about the past, the future. I I think you know he may as well start um, Burke and McLean. And Phillips, why not? Yeah. Just start, I mean, I don't know, start start some pace. Um, maybe try Burke down the middle. Mm. He's, um, he's, he's he's played there before, um, looked pretty dangerous at times. Or even Phillips down the middle. Um, I'd like to see, I'd like, as I said, I'd like to see Field and Burke play. Um, I'd like to see maybe Gabir tried if he's ready. Yeah. We don't know what he's like in training, so maybe he's not ready. But if he's ready, give him a shot. Um, be interesting to see who plays left back, um, whether Gibbs uh, plays because he was hooked at half time last weekend, and Pardew suggested that he wasn't a sound defender. Um, yeah, be an intriguing selection for more. Um, and actually, for the first time in a while, I'm looking forward to the game. Mm, yeah. Do we, do we expect to see any um, injured players coming back? I mean, the likes of Nasser Chadley returning to full training. What about Daniel Sturridge? Sturridge is a doubt, yep. still. Um, I don't expect he'll play. Chadley is back in full training. Um, I don't expect he'll start. He might be on the bench. Mm. We'll see. We'll find out more from uh, from down on Friday. But yeah. I, I, I think, you know, you've got to remember, he's been out for a long time. So to throw him into the starting line will probably be probably a bit early for that. But... Uh, yeah, he might be on the bench. Yeah, and after this, of course, Albion facing a, a trip to Old Trafford, uh, then a clash against Liverpool at home, and then Newcastle, Spurs and Palace. Is there um, a game you think could be the one which puts the final nail in the coffin when that red R finally pops up? Uh, yeah, probably Liverpool at home, I, I would guess. Uh, yeah. It depends on what other pl- other teams do. It could be Man United, couldn't it? So, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, formality at the moment. doesn't really matter, does it? Mm. Um, it will just... Uh, you know, the inevitable will be confirmed. Um, and then maybe when that happens, we can really start planning for next year. Um, but that's that's probably already happening. Yeah, do you think we're going to see more fans turning up this weekend? I do, yeah. yeah that'll be good anyway. At least get a, get a bit more of a buzz around the place, a bit more atmosphere. Um, we'll finish with predictions, of course, uh, as always. This one's at home. Um, I'm going for... Um, I'm going to be positive here. I'm going to say it's going to be an Albion 2-0 win. 2-0 to the Albion. Yeah. Uh, I'd like wow. to see Salomon Rondon getting a brace as well, but I don't know whether that'll happen. But I just want to see, I want to see a win. Because the last time, I think the last time I was at the Hawthorns and Albion won was the first game of the season. Well, yeah, mm. that, that's probably, I mean, there's only been two wins at the Hawthorns this season. so. And I think that was the, one, the only one I was at. Yeah, so if you miss Brighton, then yeah, uh, we'll win Bournemouth. Um, I think it'll be a draw. Uh, Score draw, at least? Yeah, it'll be a one all, I think, and um, there it will be a much improved performance. Um, I'd love it to be a win, but this team has let us down so much this season. Uh, I don't even know if uh, Darren Moore's rejuvenating qualities will uh, be enough, but we'll see. I've got a feeling that your trip to Sri Lanka has uh, refreshed you up until this, this this story broke and all of a sudden you're back in the doldrums. Yeah, I'm glad they uh, they waited for me to return from holiday to, to uh, get rid of the manager. It was it, <laughs> I was hoping that was going to be done and dusted when I was away. 
Uh, no, in all seriousness, it was a lovely trip. And But I've come back and there's been even more carnage. I think my first day was Friday, which was... I had to go to two press conferences. So yeah, you, yeah, you had to cover the villa as well, didn't Steve you? Steve Bruce in the morning, Alan Pardew in the afternoon, and then I woke up the next morning ready to go to the game, and Gareth Barry had been out night clubbing. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that was my first day back. And then, obviously, did the game on the Saturday. And then uh, on Monday, it was uh, Tarar Pards. It's so, the Monday of all days as well. Can so you yeah, believe it's, that? It's been a, it's been a good... Uh, <laughs> it's been... <laughs> it's been Another um, twist in what's been an absolute bonkers season. Yeah, it's been a season for the ages, hasn't it? Uh, as always, guys, we thank you for listening. Uh, and we will catch you guys, uh, hopefully, after a decent result against Swansea.